0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is the Fondazi Fire Show, and this is the podcast where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but today, today the answer is more rookie years. That's right. Today we're going to be talking about all the rookie years of the members of Fondazi. I am your host Adam the Rambar Osoko, and with me, as always, is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryska
1: Hello, and joining us today we have the radiant Raiderly Sterling, Ooh. the fabulous Alan Graymont. Thank you. Charismatic Christopher Meese, and the amazing, beautiful, wonderful Teresa. There we go. <laughs> Much better.
0: Right. <laughs> I like it. I thought I thought you were going to say the beard of authority, Christopher Meese, but.
2: He does have the beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how do
0: you guys think we should uh, run this discussion? Should we go through the most veteran performer to the newest?
2: Sure.
0: All right. Sounds, sounds good. good. So is it going to be, is Chris the most veteran or would we consider Radar Lee the most veteran?
3: Hmm. I mean, I will, we, we could go with, I, Okay, so I guess it's complicated. So as we've talked about before, probably in the podcast, I was almost like born out there I was three weeks old or so um when i first you know came into the minnesota renaissance festival you know arena and <laughs> not arena but like not they weren't making me fight to the death three weeks old to the, the hospital pulled out um and my mother and father uh brought out twins and the residence festival and the thing they heard the most as all of the people who had children on here know when you bring out a baby like the first question was like oh is it real and oh you know how old is it is it real and you're like yes it's real (laughs) see it's screaming at you um but so my parents brought you know my, my twin sister and i out and i I mean that's kind of like my rookie year i guess because you know from then on i was always involved in different groups um my mostly my mom is was in the mayor's honorage which is ancient history but a group of the mayor and all of his kind of posse would go around and my sister and i went up through the ranks of um handmaidens and just kind of tagalongs and things like that which was really fun and we got to you know we learned kind of the fundamentals of improving and how to interact with people in a crowd, Um, but we didn't have like a stage or anything. So it was a lot of just like pomp and circumstance walking around, we had singing lessons during the day. We had a lot of what kind of the Royal court does, but less um, high-end nobility. (laughs) So not needing to have people grovel to you, which is great. Um, But I meant I, you know, got to wear pretty dresses and fun stuff like that um, until um i was 11 and i auditioned no i was 10 when i auditioned um and got in and got my first year hi (laughs) cat was at the minnesota um was at the irish cottage so that was my first year under my own contract um which was the same year as katie um so uh we went through academy together so like technically my rookie year is considered um oh gosh it's 1990. Bradley, it was 1996 that we, we started. Ah, which would make sense since like, if I did math in like 10 years, when I was 10 years old, like that would make sense. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I guess that was kind of like my rookie year. Um, and then like, you know, first year under contract was at the Irish cottage and my twin sister and I, again, were cooking and, you know, doing all the things that you do at Irish cottage, which is learning how to cook things over an open fire. and singing songs, interacting with people, um, being cleaning a house, keeping a house, being one of a million children (laughs) um, running around the place, which is how it should be. Um, My sister and I played uh, identical cousins, um, a la the TV show. So we technically had like different parents. (laughs) Um, I was um, Shannon Shaylin Muldoon was my character name and Rachel was Katie Morgan McIntyre were our stage names those times and I cannot believe I still remember that (laughs) so um yeah and that was and very soon after that um so after that I then moved into being um a traveler with my dad and this kind of kept the and I've been with the machine missile Vulcan since then so but just one year as a little Irish cottage girl (laughs) um so yeah that was I guess my like second rookie experience
0: (laughs) Um, so next in the veteran scheme of things would be chris's rookie year right
4: yes yeah so i started in 93 um i was part of an explorers group which is like a co-ed boy scouts with a career focus and we were in an aviation group. Um, I once upon a time wanted to be a pilot, still harbor, harbor that uh, passion. Someday I'll do it. Um, but we went out to do a fundraiser and uh, make money for our group. And there's a guy uh, at the time that ran a game over in the games area named Dick House. And he just had this game where kids would come up and spin a wheel and get a janky little prize. It was usually a token on a string. And we went into that whole hog. I think we spent six of the seven weekends there. Um, And he, you know, he was glad to have us and we just roamed all over the festival. Um, The second year, my group wasn't interested in doing it again, uh, but I was hooked. So I called Dick House and uh, asked him if I could come back and work. He's like, well, I, I really only work with groups, but you know, call this guy, and had me call John Oakvick, who at the time ran the rest of games. And John was ready to go. He's like, "Hey, do you have some friends?" And I said, "Sure, <laughs> I've got friends." <laughs> I said, "Great, you can ride, you can run sliding joust for me." So, you know, I'm I'm a junior in high school, and he basically just gave me a game and said, "Just make sure there's people here every weekend to run this game." And I was like, all right, over the moon. And then I suddenly had to find like 15 people because, you know, sliding joust, If for those of you who haven't seen it, um, these two horses that hang at the time, they hung on a wire. And you climb up on this platform and you climb on the horse and we pull a lever and then the horse would slide down the wire and the kids could joust for a ring. And then some poor person has to slog and push that horse back up to the top. Uh, They're really heavy. They they weigh like 200 pounds. And so nobody wanted to continue working. Everybody wanted to come out to the festival. And so it was my my first kind of foray into management. And it was interesting. And so there was different people there every weekend. And uh, I got to know a lot of people at the surrounding games really well. That's where I met my friends BJ and Keith, who ran Hayroll. Um, And they went to high school with uh, my friend Caitlin, who was part of Suleiman Circus. Uh, with the Romani Romani group out there, and they did this really campy, you know, veil dancing, uh, belly dancer group. And my friend Susan from high school, who had come out to work Sliding Giles with me, fell in love uh, with Suleiman Circus. And so she's like, come on, we got to run away and join the Gypsies and be part of this group. I was like, okay, this sounds good. So we worked out that year at Sliding joust, and it was pretty good. I mean we made some good money, and we had a lot of fun, and you know got really good at hawking and talking to people and uh, we went and I think we pestered the poor Suleiman circus people for three quarters of a year, like every weekend, calling them and you know they were all older than us, they were all in their mid twenties, and here we are, like seventeen, <laughs> going we gotta join we gotta, <laughs> join, we gotta join, we gotta join, and they're like. Uh, Serena, one of the leaders, she's like, I just came back from sabbatical in Israel, and Caitlin was like, I was out touring and doing dance, and, and and they're like, okay, you guys can come in, and they're just like, yeah, great, join, and so we learned all this dance, and you know, they had some great music they played, and it was it was a lot of fun, and. know i that was uh we were down on the robin hood stage which uh, at the time had the the gypsy stage moniker uh which is now sherwood stage uh as things change um but we were there for a season and i mean awesome music um i think Jacques actually was in that show with us um drumming on occasion um and that, that was that was our first tenure on stage it was a lot of fun so yeah that was it first year
1: So my my first year, I was 14 when I when I went out there. Um, it was 1996 They established that. Um, I got started because I was a theater kid in high school, and uh, my high school director for I have I don't remember which show it was. She ended up no wait, it was it was a class. She had she brought in a few people every once in a while to do like the theater class with her, um, and Gary Parker was one of the people she she had come in I remember talking to him and he kind of mentioned like the Renaissance Festival I was like well that's cool but then she also had in uh, Michael Anderson and Michael Anderson is the at the time was the um choreographer for the stage combat show I remember he pulled me aside and he said I think you do really well performing at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival and I was like what okay cool and i went and auditioned and i got in and i remember my first morning my mom dropped me off and i walked into site and i was kind of looking around and i looked at him and i was like hi and he goes oh crap you're here and i go yeah and he goes you made it i go yeah and he goes well now i have to look after you and i remember at times <laughs> that he would have the chess guys follow me around site and it would really annoy me because I was 14 and he was like, No, you're you're only 14 and I have to watch out for you now. And so they would like follow around. And at that time it was like the really big guy, like the six foot. Do you guys remember him? He'd wear all black. I don't remember his name, but he was huge. And as a 14 year old girl, I was like, This is not fun to have this guy follow behind me doing things because I wanted to go flirt and play and have fun. And there was this guy following me, and it was very, very annoying. (laughs) But um I remember after that, after cast call, I, BJ, I remember BJ at, I think Academy as he came in and he, I I met him, but he was like, you need to come meet some other people. And I remember meeting Chris. It was before Canon. It was right outside Gypsy stage or the Robin Hood stage when I met Chris for the very first time. And then that year I was just a peasant. Um, I was, uh, I took a character from a Terry Brooks book. I think it was Damson. I don't know. I was this character, and I ran around with everybody. And then um, the second year, I wanted be well. I wasn't really BJ. It was kind of Chris and Caitlin. You guys kind of took me under your wing, and like I, I was a dancer, and I, I took hula dance. And so Caitlin was like, "That's you can easily convert that over to belly dance." And so I would dance at the bear, and she, um, kind of helped me turn my character into more of a a gypsy character, and. So that first year I was just a normal peasant and then after that I was, um, I didn't really have a character name and it wasn't until, oh, Chris, you, you joined, we, we kind of had a a different group together and we had that Vardo behind where the, the Hobbit hole is now.
4: Yeah. We helped Caitlin build a little Vardo up there, um, and And, we had that after the last show on the stage kind of chant mm this kind of random dance and drum kind of thing.
1: Right. And and that was the year that then um, Corey, who played Uncle Vodka at the time, he Uncle he named Vanya. Yeah, sorry. Uncle Vanya. He He's the one who named me Matrishka, and then it just stuck. So I was like a year where I didn't have really a name. I was just a gypsy girl that ran around and did things. And then he named me and then that that stuck. And I just kind of went with that character.
0: So you're a four, 14 year old out there on your own. So
1: yeah, so the, at this time, um, the festival didn't have they weren't required or they didn't have people like now if you are under underage, you have to be under contract with a group and you have to be um, you have to have like an adult be there to watch you. But at the time when I went out there, they didn't. So my mom would just drop me off in the morning before cast call, and then she <laughs> picked me up at like eight o'clock at night and I just ran around the street. It was wild mm-hmm. nineties, and but but at the yes. time also, you know, there was like um, Andy and Seth and Scott and Raiderly and Rachel and mm-hmm. and all of these people who we were all around the same age, and we all stuck yeah. together, and you know, like yeah. they were my best friends in high school. Andy went to homecoming with me. I'd spend every weekend with Andy and our other friend Teresa, mm-hmm. not this Teresa, a different Teresa. Different she one. lived in she lived in Fairbowl. We would drive around Fairball and get her, and it, it, that was just we be, all became very close. Mm-hmm. And we all watched out
3: for each other. So
1: it was very nice.
3: And with that, like, and like, like, you know, with Mike, of just like everyone kind of looking out, like they knew who the people, you know, they knew who was supposed to be there and who wasn't supposed to be there. And yeah, it was because like, I remember running around, you know, I was 10 and running around all day long, kind of doing my own thing. My mom would be like, I don't know what you did all day or, you know, but even younger than that, I would be running around as an eight-year-old kind of on my own with my sister and different times a little bit but also knowing you're in a safe place to be so like that idea of freedom and independence um which we've talked about before um that sense of getting you know being safe but also being able to do fun things
1: well yeah like i said with mike and, and sticking all the the chess I don't even remember who the chess people were because they barely ever talked to me but they knew who i was i like i knew that if you know there was at one point where some guy came up and he it was my first year as a, a gypsy and i was belly dancing and he was like medieval stripper and he came up and he tried to grab me and i remember out of the blue was one of the chess guys and he was like no and he he blocked it, and he you know I walked away, and he like he stopped the guy, and I ran basically. Like he, he was like, "You can go." I'm like, "Okay, thank you, I'm leaving." But yeah, it was everybody watched out for everybody. You you knew who the characters were, and you made sure that they were
2: okay.
0: Teresa, how old were you when you started? I was
2: 22. It was 2002. I was born at a perfectly good time to remember dates, because <laughs> my age is always the <laughs> same as the year. <laughs> nice so that works out great because otherwise i'm horrible at remembering things um so the way that i got into the renaissance festival is delightfully dramatic and i'm going to try to tell the story without identifying the characters for their own protection but my friend from high school set me up with a guy that was in a show she was working on up in saint cloud and we hit it off And then I found out later that she hooked me up with him because she didn't want to deal with him. And then I was like, well, that wasn't very nice. Uh, But anyway, during the time that I believed we were hitting it off, um, one time we were stopping out at an establishment somewhere in the cities and we ran into a girl who I knew was his ex. And just in passing, we had like a five minute conversation, and the two of us hit it off super well. And we exchanged phone numbers. And I don't know if he knew that. Anyway, so <laughs> the guy I was seeing then had to go away for his two weeks for National Guard. And this was at the beginning of the summer. And during those two weeks, the girl and I decided to text and went out to a bar together to hang out. And we, again, just the two of us had a great time laughing the whole time, talking. And the more we talked, the more we started to compare timelines, and we discovered that he was dating both of us at the same time. So Uh (laughs) this conversation was happening. This was actually at the old uh, Kieran's location. That's where we were when that happened. Anyway, so as the night drew on, we had more to drink. And then we started like leaving him voicemails (laughs) and texting his phone, knowing that he was stuck at guard camp for another week. And... uh, At five o'clock in the morning, we got a frantic call from him saying, don't talk to each other. But it was too late because she came to my apartment to crash out for the night and (laughs) the damage was already done. But I made a new really good friend and that was wonderful. And uh, the two of us hung out for the summer and I knew that she worked at the Renaissance Festival. Well, she came to me one day and said, hey, there's a group out there that just had somebody quit. They're a new group and they're desperately looking for somebody to fill a role. Are you interested and will you bring your serger? Because I had a serger sewing machine.
5: <laughs> so I don't, know, comes out.
2: I don't know if they saw potential in me or if they saw more sewing skill in me, but I don't care. That's the past. And I was very happy to get a foot in the door. So I was like, well, hell yeah, I'm interested. So I had to audition. I, I, mean, I met with the, the leaders of the group. They're like, you're great. We want to have you. You need to go to auditions. So I show up to auditions. And who I later discovered was uh, Dan Patton and Dane <laughs> Brimhorst were there doing auditions. And they're like, we know you. I'm like, how the heck do you know me? I don't know anybody. They're like, you're at the halftime rec. You're the girl that dances at the back of the bar all the time. I'm like, okay. And then, like, as I went through auditions, I was like, we know you. You go to the halftime rec all the time. I'm like, damn. Like, I just was oblivious because when I was at the rec, I was just there to sit quietly have my little beer and then get up and dance at the back of the bar where no one could see me but apparently people could um <laughs> and so i i got into the renaissance festival i mean i hope that they actually liked my audition and not just that they knew that was the weird dancing girl from the bar but Passed through auditions, I was in the group, and the group that I was in was the uh, Fairy Court. So this was the year that the large Fairy Court showed up at the Renaissance Festival. We had Queen Titania and King Oberon. May he rest in peace. Uh, The actor has since passed. Um, I'm going to say right now that along with dates, I am horrible at remembering most people's names, especially under pressure like this. (laughs) So
5: uh,
2: I apologize to all the amazing people that got me out there but I can't remember your names right now, but it was a great group. Um, I got in as Elastari, Queen of the Elves. And I had uh, the male leader of the group was my Elven husband. And then we had three little Elfkins that ran around with us. And they were the high school kids, super into Lord of the Rings because it was 2002. Adorably, Mm -hmm. adorably, Delightfully nerdy little girls. I love them all. I'm still in touch with two of the three of them to this day. And one of them, uh, Madeline Rue, is a several times New York Times bestselling author of young adult fiction. She's really good. Check her out. Anyway, so um, yeah, that was my first year. Uh, I just remember it being a giant whirlwind. I camped out there. I had to bring Sebastian, my dog, with me because I didn't have anyone to watch him back home. So I rigged up a little shelter for him and water bowls and stuff down in the campground. Um, Went back to check on him several times a day. Sometimes I'd bring him up to our backstage area up on site. And uh, one night I had him down by (laughs) Dragon's Den, which is a fire pit in the campground. And I left briefly. And during that time, my big fluffy black dog was laying down next to the fire and somebody stood up to go do something and tripped over him and broke their ankle. So that was like, I was really just nailing it with my first year getting to know people, broke somebody's leg. That was TJ. Sorry, TJ. (laughs) You're listening. (laughs) He has long since forgiven me. And he knows oh, that yeah. his nemesis has passed to the other side of the Rainbow Bridge at this point. So it's all good. bassy never it, meant he, any harm. I didn't know <laughs> that that's loved. how TJ broke his... Is. That is how TJ broke <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: he, He's since then had a further nemesis of just the ice on his front steps because that broke his whole leg. So,
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so what you're telling forgiven. me is that TJ is just naturally unstable and breakable. it's not it wasn't Bassie's fault he he was a good boy he wouldn't have done it on purpose unless you were trying to steal a rawhide anyway but so yeah that like my first year was just amazing I was I think fortunate enough to have been done with college out on my own recently out of a horrible horrible relationship situation actually another horrible relationship followed on the heels of the first one that got me in the door so then like by that point I was Really over dedicated relationships, so flirting was way high on my list of to-dos, and I did it with gusto. Um, and you know, I I got to get on site my first season as the Queen of the Elves, which was pretty cool. Um, one of the Morris dancers' children was really, really passionately in love with us, and pretty much she made my first year magical because of how much magic she saw in what the fairy court was doing. And I was impressed with the quality of performers that came out of the fairy court. Um, Just two names I'll drop was Linda Clayton, who was our beloved queen for a while, came from the fairy court. And Twig the Fairy started as a fairy with the fairy court. So the three of us had the same rookie year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was incredible and I, yeah, it was a great first year.
0: I believe Alan is next, right? Cause you had your rookie years before mine.
5: Yes. 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 So my rookie year uh, was in 2006 so uh, i had a i had a bumpy start to the festival but um when i first started but uh getting there was kind of fun in a way that i actually was uh i was doing mostly just a software developer i didn't do a lot of anything else uh, but i but i did uh play in a, a, a DD role-playing game group at the time so uh and in this game i all my characters that we play i do all these accents and do these crazy things and then uh i would actually write music theme songs for all my characters uh you when some they would just all be different things from country songs to metal songs or whatever because i was just learning guitar like just that two, like a year before then um and uh so what it was well, maybe two years before that when my, when my daughter was born so i was kind of teaching myself guitar and writing all these crazy dnd centric songs and so uh, the guy who was running the game, uh, still to this day, fast forward now, 2021, 20, uh, I still play with him uh, in games. Uh, he had he was with a group out there uh, that was a pirate group. And the pirate group did at one time was kind of a street group, but then they were trying to do a bunch of stage stuff. Uh, and uh, so it was this giant group it was massive. It was like eight, nine people, I think at the time and uh graham leathers uh was playing guitar for them and uh and uh, uh he he's did groups with us and and he's been at the festival for a long time he's now retired but uh he uh basically brought me in and i started just playing guitar with this group so so i walk in and i and i really had like no idea what i was doing i knew like three chords i could i could do like and uh, I think that the group had a lot higher expectations for me than I was ready to to give because I wasn't all that great at the time. Uh, so I remember con- that first year was a real like uh, uh, learn by the fire uh, thing. We started my first uh, gig I ever did with that group was in um, was in uh, South Dakota. We went to South Dakota Renaissance Festival and. Uh, I I clearly remember. I wish that now that would, there was video of me doing this because I all I can remember is probably not blinking the entire time I was on stage and uh, and literally probably <laughs> mouthing the chord names as I'm saying them and like counting out loud because you have to remember that I about whatever, not even like two years ago, I was in my basement picking up an electric guitar, click it, hitting the bottom screen like Bing, okay, that's E. You know, uh, the next bit, bing at the, oh, that hurt my finger. Ouch. You know, like, 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 like I really had no, no idea what I was doing. And, and like the <laughs> songs I wrote, you know, I go back and I listen to them sometimes. Uh, I, I've listened to them a couple times and, and, and I have to laugh, you know, cause it's so horrible. It's like, it's like having an elementary school, you know, kid, write songs. But uh, one of the, but I, uh, coincidentally though, by the way, uh, one of the songs we played in Pandazi for a while uh, that is actually on our second album, I actually wrote during that time. So it's kind of funny that it, that it worked. Um, could, could, would
1: you? Would you be willing to share <laughs> maybe? Some of the other I'll songs think with about. Us? Let maybe. me look at.
5: I'll think about it. They were very bad. They were very. Bad. And I was singing. Yeah. yeah. And I was. Just I, I, right I was singing there, but I was learning how to sing at the time. And it's it's really it's really funny. I mean, it's not like horrible in the fact that I I had no tone, but it's it was just like you know, it's like if you go back and watch old stuff, it's hilarious. So anyway, uh, so my my first band, my first group out there was very uh, I I just like I was stressed all the time, and they were and they were I think not very supportive in the fact of just me learning. So I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna come back, but um, but Graham who is an awesome guy, even if he's from Canada. We make a lot of fun of him that he's from Canada. But um, even if he's from Canada, uh, he's, he's an amazing, cool guy. And he was a fantastic born player and an amazing guitar player and a great singer and songwriter, all the things. You know. He used he's, he's a tour through Canada with his brother uh, and he's been a long time theater performer, done everything. So he was really cool because he, uh, halfway through the season, he, you know, I, I kind of had a conversation with him, I'm like, yeah, this was okay. But you know, it's not probably not for me. I'm probably not a performer type because I really had been like two years of like before I even did any of this stuff. So, uh, unlike like Raiderly, who had been you know an infant coming out of the womb and, and singing and dancing and doing all those things, you know, uh, I literally had zero, I had zero uh, history in that. My parents have no idea. It was, it was the first year I remember after going to the festival the next season i at the christmas i play guitar for and sang christmas songs my mom was like in awe she's like i can't believe that you did that which is hilarious because but uh but graham then said uh graham said uh well why don't we just do a a group next year the the because his i don't believe he was married at the time but his wife now longtime wife now becca uh uh and uh was uh we're going to do something else next year and then we grabbed uh Uh, Debbie Deborah Lundberg who is now married and changed her name but the the four of us then did Bramble Bush after that and that was like a whole night and day scenario so like a lot of times I consider my rookie year really to be that second year with with Bramble Bush because the first year was really difficult and I and I really didn't I kind of I think they just accepted me because they needed a guitar player and I did it because I thought it was gonna be fun and it was crazy So, yeah, that was the, the, so really my, my first year was with Bramble Bush. We did that for, for like five seasons. So that was a lot of fun. We did all pub stuff and I got to meet all the cool bands and people that I had, I had been to festival before and saw as a, as a, as somebody just watching the show. It was, so it was kind of neat. So you got to, got to meet like, uh, uh, Drunken Disorderly, which then changed their name and, and all these, and these, these people that you, that you watched almost like, uh, um like they were celebrities at a mini celebrities because you go to the festival and you see them every year and you sit and watch the shows and now you're like standing next to them ready to go on afterwards you're like wow this is kind of surreal that was kind so that was actually really fun uh i had a big time I, I like had a like celebrity crush kind of thing and all these these people who i'd been going to the festival for years and just watching the shows and now i was standing next to them and uh yeah so yeah i i remember especially talking to the people from drunken disorderly and uh and I always thought they were going to be very arrogant and crazy because, you know, up on stage, they're very, you know, they'll be like, if you don't tip us, you're, you're stealing. And I always thought, I always thought they'd be like, really? I was, I was kind of intimidated by them all, really, because they're like this <laughs> cohesive group and they they travel in mass and they're like, they're like we play real music, you know. But actually, uh, I remember uh, meeting them and they were super, super cool, nice people. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, you know, people like that. that I, so that was like th- that second year. And it, uh, that second year was a lot of fun because we would we would play out there, and I got to know everybody and meet people. So that was a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, I think it wasn't long after that that I met Teresa, and she was the first. It was that, like that year, yeah. two thousand seven. Yeah, that I that I met Teresa, and and she and uh, was was and the and the group that she was with, and I don't was it officially Fondazi at the time. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah,
2: I was with Fondazi, okay. but that was the yeah. pregnancy year where I was at Irish Cottage, mm-hmm. where I just right. couldn't yeah. move.
5: <laughs> right, right. So uh, so I met her, and because I used to go to Irish Cottage, especially that first and second year, uh, because I didn't have a lot of, I was having a lot of challenges with the, with the group. So in the evening, I would go to Irish Cottage, and we'd play Irish and pub songs and stuff, just whatever we knew, and Graham would take me over there, and we'd sit and play for everybody in the evening from like 5.30 to close, and it was a lot of fun. I got to learn a whole bunch of songs and stuff. Most of them I don't remember anymore, but that's okay. You
2: had no uh, idea that you are on a job interview all those years I ago. I know.
5: I know. It was crazy. <laughs> so so we did i so that was a lot of fun and and you know i after after um it, it was interesting because when bramble bush wrapped up because everybody kind of eventually decided to do other things you know that that happens um i i the, the thing with fondazi is uh teresa had posted and i don't remember where but it, one of the forums uh she had posted uh that they needed a guitar player and i wasn't gonna even do festival anymore i'm like i did five years you know it's been a long time but she posted, it, and I'm like, "Oh, I feel like I could help you out for the for the season, you know, because I I feel like, oh, that's fine. I can I can at least do my best." And I still remember Teresa coming over to my house on a Wednesday with videos, and she's like, "Oh, and we're playing Saturday." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let's get let's, let's get it." And, uh, and then and then uh, I met with uh, <laughs> uh, I met with Heather, who was the violin player, who was at the time was with you guys, and I met her over at the the, the one was Gypsy stage saturday a uh, friday night it was like the day before the show and she was awesome she she and jake just worked with me and uh got me up to speed they they were like gave all their time and we just worked through it and then we, we did it after that so that was like my my third rookie year was with with Fondazi so yeah it, yeah i guess kind of kind of restart but then you know it's it's been <laughs> cool ever since but yeah it's it's uh it's been a fantastic beginning uh but just goes to show like if you start something and it doesn't quite work out. It's it's always sometimes worth giving another shot because it might turn out to be something really awesome.
0: Drunken Disorderly was actually my introduction to festival. Uh, I met them in college. Uh, I ended up giving a ride to a kid in snowboarding class, and when I dropped him off, it was the D and D house. And he asked if I wanted to come in, and I was like, "Heck yeah!" And I, kind of like you, Alan, I was totally enamored with them. They were in the living room practicing, <laughs> and I was like. Holy crap!
1: <laughs> I think that's funny because Bradley yeah. and I know them completely in a different context. So yeah. you and Bradley and I yeah. are, Dude, and wow. we all like, yeah. before they were a band it's just the
3: guys. <laughs> when Aaron yeah, but, Casper
1: was like
4: back when right? with him and like three other three hundred other people.
1: So you so you went into uh, the boys' house and they were rehearsing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever leave?
0: Pretty much never yeah. left after that day. Moved in a few months later and lived with Drunken Disorderly. I I mean I just hung out at the festival because I'd come out. Because uh, I was living there, so the the boys' house, as we called it back then, was a place where the door was always unlocked, and there was always somebody home, whether they lived there or not, was <laughs> was always different. But somebody was always home, except during festival. It'd be seven weekends where I would be basically by myself for seven weekends. So I would just drive out to we'd festival to hang in. out because yeah. I had nothing else to do, and
1: we'd all smuggle you in.
0: Yep. And then I, I would get smuggled in in trunks.
1: Or to that hang happened out after hours. That happened once. <laughs> but I was going to say, you, um at that point, I was working Front Gate and a whole bunch of us were working Front Gate. And uh, the Front Gate manager really liked you. You'd yeah. come hang out backstage. So you would just basically walk in.
0: Right. I would just come in. I yeah. never paid for, no. for admission back at that time. Um, but yeah, I eventually dated Katie. Was not to get <laughs> Katie, and then Katie and I awesome. got married. <laughs> uh, and once, yeah, that's basically the history. Yeah, uh, but yeah, once we were married, it was hey, uh, you should be a part of the Fondazi Fire Circus. So uh, the same weekend that we got married was also my audition
1: weekend. Actually, I think it was before we got married when you proposed. It was one of those. Yes, I will marry you. However, there will be seven weekends of our life. Well, I will not be around, but I love you and I would love for you to join us and I would love for you to come out and spend time with us. And I do believe your reply was, Mm -hmm. I will come out and hang out, but I don't want to work there.
0: Yeah. Because the only thing I knew how to do at the time was juggle fire. And so I didn't really want to do juggling fire at the festival because everybody knows how to juggle at the festival.
1: I did not (laughs) until like three years ago. I'm just saying.
0: Pretty much everybody knows how to juggle. Um, so my, my first year was under volunteer contract. Uh
1: You were also in school. You were, you were in, um, it was getting my, your doctorate. Right. So it was you my were, last
0: year of my DPT studies. I was not, oh yeah, I was doing my clinicals. Yeah. You were, I was in town.
1: Yeah. It fell it fell, but right after festival, you then moved, we you went to Rockford.
0: Yeah. So I, I just remember. Being on volunteer contract, uh, which meant most of the time I was just fueling props and getting things ready and doing whatever needed to be done. And then Standing between-
2: by the one building looking like the marble man. That was pretty much yes. your big job that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
1: yep. Yes, it yep. was. You're holding up that building.
0: And then I was studying for my boards in between shows.
1: Yeah. I remember that too.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Chris is the one who put me on stage. He, uh, asked if I wanted to do the announcements. And I just like, sure, what do you want me to say? And ended up ended up going up there and discovering that it was so much fun. And I was actually fairly decent at it.
1: Yeah. And then you started the catch our our, our slogan of uh, more fire because we needed more time to fuel some props. Well, and that, was bl- a,
5: that was the second year. <laughs> was that the second year? Yeah. I remember Chris going, stall. And you're like, how do yeah, I in stall? The early and you're days, like, I we don't know. The efficient machine we are right now. <laughs> It's it's kind of if and I, if you ever listen to the previous Very podcasts true. or whatever, it's kind of staggering, stunning almost how efficient we are at doing our show now compared to even when I started, you know, a, a decade ago. That mm-hmm. was it's 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 amazing how efficient we are now.
2: When you can have firefighters standing backstage and watch you put out all that fire at once, and then just do the silent approval nod, that was like the biggest moment of my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. a well-oiled They're machine. Like, yeah,
3: that is Fandazi. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean that was that was basically. Yeah. The only I don't remember a lot about my rookie year other than I had already learned how to crack whips, so I would crack the whip on stage. Yeah. I do remember cracking the whip off stage and wrapping it around my <laughs> arm once. <laughs> and that was incredibly painful.
1: Yeah, I remember that too. I was
0: <laughs> like, vowed never to do well, that, that was, again. No,
1: that was your second year.
0: No, it was first B-Gate. year because we were still B-Gate. over at A gate or B gate. But
1: you you learned, well, I, I swear that was your second year because we were already married and you were like, you were in Alaska, you were studying and you said, I don't know what to do. And I said, learn how to crack a whip because we don't mm-hmm. have any fire whips. And you were like, are you serious? And I said, uh, yeah.
0: Right. So that was, that was the internship before my rookie year because I were was. We
1: married there. at that point? Were you married in two thousand nine? We were not married. No. We
0: married
3: you got
1: maybe. No, when were we married? We got right married. No, I got married yes. in Yeah, we
0: were. So. We were married
1: two thousand eight. Oh eight was when I smuggled you in at mm-hmm. after hours in the car.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I also, I also made the sandwich board sign that sits at the back of the audience still. That says Fondazi and has our show times on it.
1: I know you get really mad whenever we talk about changing the so- to- show times because you don't want to repaint that sign. <laughs> it's like I remember you when I brought it up. You're like, "No, I have to repaint the sign. We're not doing it." I'm
3: like, I "That's your reason. You're not ago. wanting it's to do that. You don't repaint the sign."
1: <laughs> I didn't see. It.
3: This is how he fits the de- festival so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah change that. that is tradition. It, right? Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's really great to hear everyone's origin stories because they're all so different and yet they all end with us being in Fondazi. And like Alan said, going from something that was incredibly not efficient at the time to, to a well-oiled machine now, uh, it's just great to have all these different personalities and people come together and work so well together from different backgrounds.
3: That the pieces we learned along the way have made us you know, the group we are today, right? Like things That Chris learned and picked up from games and Definitely. Suleiman Circus, and you know, playing in the streets and playing with other characters and interacting with each other like those, you know, playing music in different bands and learning group dynamics as well. Like, we took all of those things and made them into the core family that we are today. Now, I love that too.
0: If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to the Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us, anything that you want to know, then email us at fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you next time.